Everybody, welcome to Show to Be with Mike G, the show of life, the show of fashion, the show of Trent Reznor, the show of Marilyn Manson. Today's guest is the wonderful and fashionable Becca King from Drinkwell, Eastside Showroom, and other wonderful places around town. We talk about a lot of stuff, but I think the thing, my favorite part of this interview is the 90s were a cool time for music. I wore big pants. I had dumb sideburns. I had a choker necklace. I loved the nine inch nails. Didn't get them, but I I loved them. Marilyn Manson was a thing. I mean, there's this just like nice, shiny place in my teenage years of which Becca and I get to reflect on just a little bit as we talk about her Texas life, her California life, and now her married life. So without further ado, Let's dive into my interview with Becca King. I like storms, and I think that's why I like Texas, because we actually have really nice storms. It's yeah. not constant, yeah. but when it happens, it's like... But it can be really violent. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, Scary I love hiding in, in the bathtub with the mattress over my head. Really? Fuck yeah. Who Prepared. knows what's going to happen? Prepared for the tornadoes. <laughs> That's crazy. No, we had a friend staying with us uh, last year. Um, he lived with us for a month, and he's from California. Uh-huh. And has always been in California. Right. And Bob and I were both at work, and it was you know tornado warning is going nuts texas storms and the yeah. guy is like looking at his phone and it's blowing up he's like what do i do what do i do like texting us and <laughs> how we're do like, i not die I'm like i don't know i'm making drinks like it's not that big of a deal you know like it's there gonna be fine in the bar right now and you're so apparently with... he was hiding in our guest bathroom <laughs> with all the of bathroom? the dogs like took all the dogs in there and was like oh, we're man. all gonna die i was like kevin it's gonna be fine it's <laughs> it is but it, there is something that kind of intimidating i don't know for some reason, it just always felt worse than Houston. I don't know why, because I lived there for a bit. And Well, Houston's kind of like a, it's more steady. Yeah. You don't have that violent, like, Central Texas bullshit that's just, like, suddenly on you. That's true. And everything is going, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did live in the suburbs, in which constant bullshit suddenly a, a confounds you at any moment. Where are suburbs in Houston? Katy, Texas. Oh, that's where Bob's from. No shit, Bob's yeah. from Katy? Yes, that's where we go for... Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Did he go to high school in Katy? <laughs> yes. Where did he go? Do you know? I don't know. That is messed giant up. Giant Katy High School. What if I <laughs> hung out with Bob and never realized it? It's possible. It's totally possible. How, how old is he? He's younger than me. He's, He's younger 30. than you? Yeah. Well, how old are you? 32. That's not bad. I'm 35. I'm the elder of this group right now, <laughs> so I'm gonna have to deal with that shit. How, do you like it so far? The the marriage part number two. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It. I'm glad that I've been married before. It because. Yeah. 
what, like what's I the biggest what was the biggest reference like I, no you're totally right because yeah. you have to make lots of mistakes to know how to not make mistakes yeah and i like i wasn't the one who fucked up the first marriage yeah. but still um you know we ended up going to marriage counseling really how, how, in the how first long? in the first marriage right 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 how and long so, were you guys together before you started we dated on and off since i was like 16 oh wow okay. yeah and then we got married after being reunited for six weeks like no it was kidding. really fast and weird and we were married for three years and he was horrible shit terrible not a good person like but because of like, drugs or like anger or what was it actually he was a terrible alcoholic oh and not like in the we joke around hey, we're alcoholics like he would like had secret credit cards and bought to reserve and i would come oh no he, yeah it was really bad that's terrible yeah um how did was counseling effective in any way I, well I mean, not in the sense of our marriage. It was not a, it just, it shouldn't have happened. Right, you know, right. like it wasn't a good thing. But that's why I liked having been married before because I went through marriage counseling and mm-hmm. it teaches you how to communicate with people better. Yeah. And so it's been helpful in my day to day life in every way, not just in my current marriage now, yeah. but like even dealing with people behind the bar and my family and how to communicate. Like, What's a, what do you think is the difference like in you then communication wise before the counseling and then now? Did you just not, did you, were you kind of more pinned up and you didn't really talk about stuff then? Or? Yeah, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to communicate properly, yeah. you know, how to like, we all get upset, you right. know, and it's hard to realize how to deal with being upset mm-hmm. and certain people deal with that in different ways. You know, I, I want to run away. Yeah, uh, you know, how many I wanna, times I don't want to deal with car? it. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I just want to like lock myself up in a room and not deal with it. But being able to actually tell someone, hey, when I get upset, what mm-hmm. I need to do is take a couple of minutes, collect myself, and then I can come back and we can have this conversation and do it productively. Yeah. And before it was just like <gasps> running just, away. I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck this. You know, it's it's hard, right, to not. <sighs> To stick it out in the moment. It's because it's it feels like the sometimes the last thing you want to do is duke it out over something. Well, yeah. And like especially when you know that the conversation that you're going to have, no matter what, is not going to be productive. Right. Because right. you guys are angry. Mm-hmm. You're emotional. Maybe you've been drinking. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. Right. You know that ultimately it's not going to work out well for either of you. So yeah. how, how to best get out of that situation right and not just like have it blow up into this terrible thing it's it's you know i talked to my friend the other day about because he, he's married and i was asking him about it. he's like it's kind of tough i'm like well it's t- being in close proximity to anybody for that amount of time is tough you know but it's a matter of treating it like the long-term thing it is and not making every single battle some kind of like blood you know like going for the 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 throat of somebody and try to win every battle because it's like futile to do that right because there's going to be plenty of fights yeah over small stuff and like why i told him i just said the one thing that worked for me or didn't work for me the first time around is that just don't go head to head every time it's not worth it you know it, yeah. it becomes like kind of pointless at that yeah and just um i don't know i feel like you know bob and i we resolve things really quickly. That's good. You know, we yeah. were pretty good about that. But um, 
it takes a level of understanding yeah. with someone else to be able to get to that point. You know, does, like he has yeah. to know that I need to run away sometimes and then we'll talk afterwards. Yeah. You know? I need my 30, 30 minutes. How long is it for you when you want? Is it like hours or just minutes? It depends. I, I get, I'm kind of hot headed. So, yeah. you know, I'm part Italian. Ah, I get a little shit. worked up. I, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I get a little worked up and, um, you know, I'm, I'm very expressive and emotional. And yeah. then I calm down. I'm like, ah, shit, let's talk about this. Volcanic. Sorry. And then it just it dries, right? It dry, yeah. The, the yeah. lava dries. Totally. Yeah. Because it's not really that big of a deal. Yeah. Ever with us. That's yeah. so, that's great. How long did you, have you guys known each other? Um, three years now yeah because yeah. he's been in and out he worked at showrooms too right mm-hmm. yeah so that was the guys... first time i saw him oh, okay yeah so um i have a really dear friend who is a bartender mm-hmm. and i went to his bar more days of the week than i did not go to his bar <laughs> <laughs> uh, in california oh cool which uh which bar in california if you care to mention it's edendale not familiar. Where, yeah, it's where not. In it's not like a craft cocktail bar. No, but it's it supposed to like, be a great bar. Like the local place. It was comfortable. Is it, it was L.A. A, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was in Silver Lake. It's oh, okay. still in Silver Lake. It's still there. Uh, it's like an old firehouse, mm-hmm. and it was just cozy, and I liked the food. And someone took me there on a date when I wasn't even legally able to drink. Oh man, and, uh, how do you how do you deal with that? Like he was in his forties, so I mean it was fine. Yeah, uh, but you know, no one carded me. But yeah. uh, I started going regularly. You know, after I was of age, right. and I had a really high pressure job, mm-hmm. and would just go there to have dinner every night and see him. You know, he he was a great bartender. What it like? What what made him great? He was a friend <laughs> you know it was personable because actually i want to take a step back so you're you're in la but where did you grow up i grew up in waco oh in waco yeah no kidding yeah and then um i moved to austin and i got hired um a, like a production assistant was it like we're so did in did waco you, actually in waco <laughs> Well, uh, real quick. That because always I'm, happened to me. <laughs> like, tried to leave and I would get hired as a PA in Waco. Damn it. Would get you hired go somewhere else and then get hired at Waco. And have to go back to Waco. I'm like, why are people filming in Waco? Like, please <laughs> Tax stop. Tax benefits, I guess. I don't know. What was What's Waco like to grow up? Um, <laughs> I, I have my preconceived notion. I have to stop <laughs> saying uh, As a really different person in Waco, mm. it was difficult different it's like, it, because you i was goth about i was super goth, goth and everyone there is super religious sure and i was harassed by just random random fucking people because they don't understand me. so they yeah and they're like oh you're wearing you. a dog collar you're a disgusting human being right like, like they just, like they have any room what? to talk i wear black and i i like metal i just what, so I what know. was <laughs> what was the leave me alone <laughs> what was the inspiration because so not, not closeted. I am an absolute Depeche Mode fanatic. <laughs> the, the Cure, Bauhaus, like all of that. I saw Cure when I was like 17, 16 yeah. or 17. That wasn't the moment though, was it? For your oh, life? no, no. It Way was long. That. No, no. And I, I was obsessed with Marilyn Man- Manson oh, yeah. and Nine Inch Nails. And I went to OzFest and, you nice. know, yeah, I still am very... 
I love Trent Reznor. I'm still very goth, you guys. I know I'm wearing all gap. How do you feel? How do you feel about Trent Reznor now that he's all buff? Does it bother you? Because goth I, kids, let's put it this way. No, they, he's, they I mean, buff. he's always going to be hot. He's hot. Like, sorry. Even though he's short as shit, he's still pretty I, I I have a much bigger crush on Marilyn Manson. Yeah. I'm kind of madly in love with him. It's it's bad. Uh, sorry, Bob. No, that's fine. So uh, Also, his absinthe is amazing. Which one is it? Manson. Manson. It's so fucking cheesy, but it's, it's delicious. It really have good? you had it? I haven't. Uh, I've heard about it. I, I did a tasting, it, so. like a Tempest Fugit tasting. And they bring out all of these amazing absents. And I'm like, God damn it. Why is the Marilyn Manson my favorite one? Like, I'm, it's embarrassing. Is it a green, like, Parisian style? But, yeah. And yeah. It, but it's, he has had so much of it. And mm-hmm. he works so hard to make the best. Like, it's fantastic. That's crazy. I had it's no delicious. idea. <laughs> that is a completely I actually got a bottle of it for our wedding. And I was like, you know me well. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I lived in Salt Lake in the early to mid 90s in Marilyn Manson. This was the uh, children. What it, What's the, the record? They, they put out that EP. Smells in like first, children. Smells like children. Yeah. So it was that tour. Long time. No, thank you. Because I kind of knew. I kind of knew because it had bangers ball and shit. Um, and he, before he was playing at the Delta Center, this big venue and people were protesting, and it's like, uh, uh, Mormon, you're, you're an idiot. Like, no but, one really but knows. But that's like, that's kind of, that kind of sums up what it's like living in Waco. Right, exactly. Everyone's protesting everything that you do, and you just find normal. And you're not, like, I wasn't being rebellious to the point of being rebellious. You know, I no, wasn't trying like to just violent. be rebellious. I just enjoyed these things. That yeah, and somehow the visual <laughs> different. It's it's no different. Like, I'll put it this way. I don't think it's any different than race. People are like, dude, you're such a different color than me. What the fuck's your problem? Right? Like, it's the same thing where you look different and that is the way that people somehow alienate you. Well, in a small, close-minded city, I mean, that's going to be... Commonplace. Sure. But I do remember Marilyn Manson ripped up a Book of Mormon before the show. I think I remember, remember reading this? about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this guy's awesome. You know? Do it. <laughs> do it. It, it, was, it was really. Well, and you know what's so funny about him, too, is it, it's like the it, shock, you know, shock yeah. rock and shock value and like all Alice of these Cooper. things. But, he, but he's not. He's so, a very brilliant, very smart person. Yeah. And I think that when he did that, it was very calculated moments. Oh, of course. He's good at PR. He knows yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He wasn't just... I, he's too smart for that. Show. Were you ever upset that he dated Rose McGowan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, what's the other... Oh, Dita Von Teese. Dita Von Teese. That's Is that as bad? She's like kind of a... She's a lovely lady. That's right. Did you ever, Have you ever met him in person? How was it? I don't think we should talk about it. Was it, was it at least a good experience? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Where, was it in Texas? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Well, I like the, I the points. Is that? <laughs> I like the points of ellipsis that we'll put after. <laughs> Becca met Marilyn uh, Manson in Texas when she was 18. <laughs> Amazing. So, but Blushes. you're still a fan. Like, I, Nine Inch Nails is one of those things I didn't get. Even like Pretty Hate Machine, I didn't get it. I only got it in my adulthood. Downward Spiral, love I think. Nine get. Inch Nails, all yeah. of, and even newer Nine Inch Nails. I yeah, fucking Halo, love Marilyn Manson. I don't listen to newer Marilyn. Manson, it's not. But I listen to new Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, I'm like it's still fucking. He's great. always a great song. Oh my god! Writer, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there something? You know, there's this other piece that 
I'm so glad we can nerd out about music for a second. So <laughs> when Reznor was recording Downward Spiral with Flood, going back to Depeche Mode, he Flood did violate it with them. But he was so into drugs at the at that moment, he wrote a song about suicide and then equating it to Sharon Tate. There was like this whole kind of story about that the Manson thing and like, and they cut the song. Because he was so, like, deeply involved with the suicide thing. like. Well, and what I thought was interesting, what I related to with Marilyn Manson, too, is that he was very anti-drug. Yeah. At the time, and was kind of hateful about Trent Reznor being so into drugs. Yeah, interesting. And in high school, I was not, I mean, ever have I been into drugs. Yeah. Like... But that's not what it was about <laughs> for you, right? Yeah, and I, and I related to the fact that he was who he was and it wasn't I mean he was dark and whatever but it wasn't I'm just getting fucked up all the time no you know? yeah I, later years of course but that's different but you know at yeah. the time it was I, I liked that you yeah, know there was a weird purity about it too isn't that the weird thing too <laughs> you know? like that people perceive him to be like oh the dude's on drugs like no he's just a brilliant social commentary guy yeah and right. and he was very negative about Trent Reznor being on drugs. Yeah. Um, Which since because he... Because he, you know, said that he couldn't be his best self if he was constantly fucked up, you which can't. is completely true. Totally true. Um, I think his ability, like, once Reznor got clean, I mean, his compositional skills got a lot better. It wasn't, maybe it wasn't as angsty. Which is and... most definitely not the case for most some, musicians. Some other people, yes. <laughs> You're like, oh, God, start doing drugs again, God, please. what did you get clean, Chris Jesus. Martin? Coldplay <laughs> doesn't have a set of testicles for 10 years no, now. I've never liked Coldplay. No, I know. I, 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 Heinous. Did he do drugs? No, I was joking. Oh, I'm just saying, like, maybe no, he should. He, like, maybe, maybe he should Maybe that dabble. would help. <laughs> That's a great point. Maybe so. Maybe they should do drugs. Man, I would, I would wonder what. Like Tame and Paula, well, no, not Tame and Paula. Um, what Black Keys would sound like if they really did drugs? Because it's like so kind of pretty and structured and stuff. I don't even want to talk about Black man. Keys. Wait, what? Why not? Ugh. Oh, it, uh. Ugh. is there anything like modern that's even worth listening to? You think? Um, I have a few bands that I enjoy currently. Yeah. More metal stuff. But yeah <laughs> tell me yeah what what do you listen to uh i listen to uncle acid and the deadbeats they're one of my familiar. favorites and it's it's kind of stoner metally yeah i fucking cool love them so much uh and trust is another band that mm -hmm. i really really like they're from canada and it's goth dance music <laughs> like, what? yeah yeah you can't i don't even know how to place that yeah. I, I like I can't even They're, think of a four four on the floor with goth synths. I never get sick of it. No. I never good. fucking get sick of it. It's just always good. Crazy. Same with Uncle Acid. Um Hurt Vile. Yeah. Kinda. That's a little bit of a departure. Definitely a departure. A totally so departure. fucking good. Yeah. Diamond Rugs. Uh huh. Obsessed with them. Where are they from? It's kind of a super group. Oh, who's who's that? <laughs> uh, it's Black Lips and Deer Tick. Oh and shit! Someone else. Indie Some royalty. Other... Yeah. It's seriously. Fucking it's good. Yeah. Is it a new a newer record or something that's been mm. a couple years ago? It's been around for a little bit. Yeah. But they just put out a record this past year, and we kind of 
buried it at Drinkwell because we were listening oh, really? to it so much. <laughs> I mean, we don't listen to solid records, but the Spotify station and our playlist was just all Diamond Rugs. Oh, we all no went kidding. to the show together. and That's so cool. Lost our shit, wasted, and... You, it sounds like a fond moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, so <laughs> so going back to Waco, I understand the dynamic, the goth and Waco, people finger pointing under like muttering things under their breath, all this bullshit. Cause or not. Or, or, or not. coming right up to my face or and telling me that I was a disgusting human it. being That's because so I was ridiculous. wearing a dog collar. How the fuck it's would a fashion choice, that? Dick. You, like, yeah, how is fashion ever <laughs> indicated that someone is an asshole? How can you determine the character? Well, come on. Back up just a little bit. Okay. If I'm seeing someone tomorrow uh-huh. in flip flops, you're an asshole. Well, all right. It's or fucking if cold socks outside. With, yeah. It's just, there, there are some. If some you're wearing things. a sweater, you shouldn't fucking be wearing flip flops. <laughs> What if that's all Sorry, you I worked in fashion and I get a little heated about it. No, it's things. fair. It's totally fair. <laughs> well, so what did you, when you got out of high school, what, do you have any like particular interest that you, were you doing drama or writing or any of that stuff? No. No, no I, I was really into music and I mm. wanted to tour manage. That's really what I wanted to do. Did you I, get a chance to tour manage? I did. Who did you, did you? And not a musician. And it, it came Way later in life, after I had done other things and yeah. given up on that, I ended up tour managing, uh, I guess, if you can even call it that. It was a book tour. Oh, cool. For a woman who does embroidery. I like she's embroidery. huge in the embroidery world. No kidding. And it was great because I'd been doing sort of PR, marketing, mm-hmm. fashion, all of, all of those things when I was in LA. Yeah. After working in entertainment and i moved to marfa and she was releasing a new book i was like we need to go on tour we need to go i gotta manage a tour god damn it get on tour i didn't didn't even plan that but i was like we need to go on tour we need to release your book yeah and so we planned this six-week tour and went all across the country it was me and her and her two kids that is so amazing what did you guys drive around in what? A rider van? Oh, my God. She had an amazing, massive, like, I think it was a Dodge conversion van. Oh, And wow. so we would stay at RV parks. That's and she and I would, like, stay up late, put the kids to bed, have some wine. Oh, man. That's so <laughs> that's so incredible. much fun. What, what was and the best to town? Or, like, yeah, well, because it's, it's a different tour I got tour to see so right? many things that I, well, and it was cool. She's from, like, a massive Irish Catholic family. Uh-huh. And so, and so is her husband. So... <laughs> Pretty much everywhere we went, a family member was there that we could stay with or people that we knew from Marfa. And so we ended up going all the way real far north, Maine, to um, Brooklyn, Maine. I've never even heard of Brooklyn, Maine. Far out there. Is it really hip? (laughs) (laughs) It's not like Brooklyn, New York. Damn it. It was beautiful. One of yeah. the most amazing beaches and scenarios I've ever been. I, like, I went sailing with this amazing author in Brooklyn, Maine. I'm like, how is this really? my life right now? Wow. Nova Scotia's over there, right? I can see Nova Scotia <laughs> yeah. over there. Yeah. That's it, crazy. It was really cool. Well, and, so, and so it was way better than going on tour with a stupid drunk smelly, band. Smelly, hairy, where you, drunk band. Where you don't get to stop or do anything. And right. we, we really did that because we had kiddos with us. They were which Five is and good, six years old. It's you know? gonna be like more harmonious. People are getting along. It's it's filled with love because it's family. Yeah, a totally it, different dynamic. I mean, 
I tore it around a way, bit and like way different dynamic. Totally different thing. And you guys nice. are staying in trailer parks, which is actually a pretty awesome accommodation. Yeah. yeah, I've never stayed in an RV park before then. Yeah. And they all have swimming pools and yeah. nice showers. And totally. You build a fire and some go of them for have like dance halls. Yeah. It's just so strange. And they're beautiful. Like yeah. Yeah, it was really amazing, you know. And then we went to one um, massive quilting convention in Ohio and heard all these crazy stories about, like, crazy quilters killing their husbands and shit. Like, weird, weird stories. their husbands. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but really weird, dark, like, murder stories about quilters. Weaving them into a quilt. What the fuck are we doing? This is weird. It's so cool, though. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. So you you go from Waco to Austin, but you're still working in Waco. Like, do you have uh, do you have any siblings? Yeah, yeah. a sister. A sister. I almost brought here tonight because oh, she, really? she voice double. No shit. Yeah. So you could just be like, I'm getting tired. Just come on in. And then she would just come in and like sit in. for. We swap out sometimes. No kidding. Does she look like you? Yes. No kidding. Yeah. But <laughs> our, our voices are identical. Identical. And... The way that we speak is identical, and it fucks with Bob to no end. <laughs> he'll have his head down, and he'll just whip his head up and say, "Who said that? <laughs> Seriously, what, which one of you said that?" Like, very confused. Um, Old Uncle Bob is. Ah, who said that? Yeah, no, we've we've swapped phone conversations. Before. That's kind of damaging to someone. <laughs> <laughs> Not you guys. That's fucking freak. I mean, that's like a, an amazing thing to be able to do oh it's great it's so good yeah no i was hanging out with her before i came over here <laughs> you were gonna send her in right be like see, see if mike notices yeah I don't she, think was, notice. she was hilarious she was like yeah I'll come in. It's fine. <laughs> do it for you well wait so you guys are pretty close then it sounds like yeah because you can yeah. swap for each other <laughs> you can pinch pinch live she can work me on drink while mike and jess what that's awesome we just we just you know we we work well together. Yeah, that's a great. It's yeah. a great dynamic. My brother is tall and skinny, and we can't do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't sound like me. He doesn't look like me. He doesn't talk like me. Oh man, Sabina and I are very. I we get twins a lot. We're not twins. Is she younger or older? Younger. Younger. Yeah, and she just moved back here in June. Oh, okay. and lived with, lived with us for a couple of months. We were so bummed when she moved out. We we're like. <laughs> Sabina's not here. <laughs> like, Bob too, you know. Even you know, on despite our date nights, all of the. No, he loves it. Yeah. He loves her being around on our date nights. Even where we joke, I was like, I don't know when Sabina's getting here, and he's like, Is she coming over? I was like, I don't know, probably. <laughs> and he's like, Cool, awesome. Nice. <laughs> like, I like we it. love having her. Around. That's great. That's yeah. a great thing. You get to have to, to have family that you want to be around. Yeah. Often that doesn't happen for people. It's fantastic. <laughs> so what so what took you out I, it seems like you had a pretty good stint in la you, you talk about fashion you talk about entertainment what what brought you out to la um well so yeah i started doing production work in austin mm-hmm. in and this Waco. is film film or <laughs> yeah, tv film, film okay. and well i guess tv at the time i started i did surviving nugent which was a reality I remember show, that show on vh1 and they love me so much, they made me a must-hire. No kidding. So they're like, you have to come to everything. So I started traveling to do that, and I realized that there just wasn't enough production work in Austin. Yeah. And since they made me a must-hire and guaranteed me a lot of work, I just moved to Why not? L.A. Yeah. 
like with it i decided within two weeks was it, it was hard gone. to pick up and head out there fuck no no didn't have a lot a lot of like no, material possessions time, austin or... really bummed me out it, why's that uh it didn't seem like there was a lot of opportunity or promise here yeah what uh um, what kind of seem really year? stale you talking um 2002 oh totally yeah. right then yeah, yeah. It, yeah. W- it wasn't like it is now yeah no totally definitely different. not and when i moved back it was because oh i see promise and opportunity here where yeah I it before much better now yeah I th- absolutely I th- and i had all sorts of things that i turned down to bartend <laughs> <laughs> i turned I, I, i'm gonna bartend i'm gonna bartend we'll i know that. my mom was like <gasps> what anything Nah, no, I wouldn't even go down that path. I'm sure it was a lot no, of No, I mean, cool there was gigs. only one really, really good solid in writing offer that I had. And fucking it was in Waco. Oh, my God. Yeah, but they were going to let me live in Austin. Oh, that's not so bad. Right. But then Bob and I were under contract on a house in Waco. Oh. And we were like, well, I guess we'll just move to Waco. We found this beautiful home. Mm. Like, I guess we're going to do this. Did you do it? No. You're like, but but it was too, you like stepped to the edge and you looked over like, Waco. Yeah. No, it was, no more Waco. No more. The Waco. house was like this two story, like the bedroom was bigger than our entire house oh, and it had man. a fireplace in it. It's this ancient mansion, just like decrepit, dying mansion. Yeah. And I wanted it so bad. And we were like, we're going to do it. I got a job. You've got something definitely no i mean he had some offers too yeah i'm Waco, sure and we were like he's a charming man we're gonna do it yeah what the hell are we thinking oh we can't gosh. move to Waco. what is it like the devil comes in like beautiful <laughs> right. clothes or something you know right luring you in so i'm i'm really glad we didn't do it because of the job i would have been miserable and we would have been in waco yeah the house would have been cool but, that but that's right. it yeah it's not enough of an anchor to yeah keep but we would have owned a badass mansion which is cool. It's cool. But in Waco. And it also would have needed a shit ton of work. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Was it one of the, was it some of that New Orleans New Orleans element of like Definitely haunted. And, yeah, yeah. Totally. A doctor built it at the turn of the century. Uh-oh. And someone remodeled it in the 80s. Oh. Uh, did he kill a lot of people in there? The doctor? Not the 80s. No Probably. <laughs> Probably the dark forest green carpet was what really did it did everyone it, it used to be brown until it was blood soaked from the doctor no the 80s remodel was horrid yeah. well then that... we're just gonna wallpaper everything oh god mm-hmm. but so you you developed some kind of sensibility with fashion then to be able to like understand what you wanted in aesthetic was that after kind of the production work in la or were you always a fashion forward always I, I started sewing and designing clothes when i was eight years old oh really yeah oh cool so, yeah it was that was my so thing. you knew it like you knew how to make it so thus you kind of understood yeah which is different because a lot of people they, they just wear it they don't really understand how do you how do you construct that yes and i get very obsessive about it when i first moved back to austin um a little over three years ago i did personal styling mm-hmm. as my gig way of making money yeah and it was it was a lot of fun it was it was weird it was very personal going to someone's home and going through their closet and telling yeah. them to throw things away that they had this history with are people I, okay with that actually i had one client who desperately needed my help and i went to her house <laughs> and i made piles and i worked with her for hours like yeah. so long 
and I charged an hourly rate. So mm. like it, it adds and, up. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, honey, come on. And uh, she just couldn't part with anything. And really? just not following up with me. Like all of my other clients followed up with me. I'd go shopping with them. I'd come back, revisit yeah. their closet, show them how to put things together. She couldn't do it. And you, why? It bummed me out. Is she just not re- really willing to change, or she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not, she wanted to not, pay you to to humor. She the wanted idea to feel better about herself and say, "I'm I'm doing this thing." Yeah. But when it came down to actually doing it, she couldn't she just do, didn't it. do it. Like, All right, I can wear your I mean, shitty. Clothes. I mean, you got paid any either way, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. but that it, it but, I take it more personally than that because it's I, not I want, about that, right? Like you I want really people want to, to look the best that they can look. Yeah, you know. Like I was talking about people wearing flip flops when it's you cold outside. You hate flip flops. Can we talk about man buns then for a second? Oh Jesus Christ! Just no, no. I think it's the worst thing, probably it's just ever. It's become such a thing. It's the the conversation of man buns or people actually wearing man buns. Both. Just do do guys so that we were. Uh, we were I like a man with long hair. Sure, that's not a big deal. It's metal. It's hot. That's right. Man Don't, buns, however. Yeah. Or like Betty and Wilma. If you're grow- and, and, man, it didn't really become apparent until I went and visited, I almost said home, but L.A., <laughs> going back to L.A. and walking around. Speed and I were talking about it, my sister. Yeah. Because there's a difference between a guy who has long hair tying it up and right. a guy who has well curated his side, po- like, side shaves to have that bun on I top. know. Yeah. Are men purposely making themselves antiquated because <laughs> the more feminine they become like it's this weird thing that they're turning into weenies they're turning into wieners like yeah. fucking wieners yeah. I'm that's my one of my favorite words because there's no but better think, word to describe I think that. women are for the most part over it and yeah. we want manly men yeah look right. at television it's bear grills and yeah. like man versus alaska you know <laughs> like we want Ice a manlier man snow. you know yeah yeah no i i I totally agree, and I kind of look back. Like I, th- I think of like Cary Grant, he's suave, right? Good style, very manly. You talk James totally Dean, gay. of course, totally gay. Yeah, totally gay. I, let, me, let me find a straight guy. Liberace. Oh, Steve McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, Steve McQueen Elvis. is like a, Elvis. Well, Elvis might have went. He, uh, he and Brando. I, I don't Elvis know. Elvis is totally gay. Is he totally gay? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Sorry. I can imagine he's got good moves. He's got a hip flexor. Ability, I don't have that. I can't like I can't understand it. Definitely gay. Yeah, no yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. What about Lee Marvin wasn't gay? I don't know. Man, no personal experience. What about Clint Eastwood? He's yeah. a kind of a manly, even though he's kind of weird now. He's so rough and tumble and. Is that good or bad? I think that's good. It's good. It's good, yeah. right? Okay. Good. I'm a big spaghetti western fan. Oh so. Jesus, me too. Yeah, yeah I love <laughs> Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Once upon a time in the West. Oh yeah, have the whole trilogy. The more the. Dollars trilogy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, have you ever seen the what is it? The Great Silence? No. What is who's in that? No one. But it's a weird spaghetti western that takes place in the winter time, uh-huh. and all of the uh, bounty, uh, the bounty hunters go out in the winter time and kill their bounty and bury them in the snow. Really? And then carry a huge cart back at the end of the season. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's totally fucked up. That sounds really fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, then speaking of bounties, winter western, do you you have any interest in seeing Hateful Eight? 
And new t- new Tarantino movie. Oh, I didn't is, even know about it. Yeah, it's basically that. It's bounty hunters in the winter. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I would definitely see it. I love Tarantino. And Kurt Russell's in it. Cool. Totally. Dumb. But is Tom Hardy in it? No. Ah, uh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so if Tom Hardy's I'm kidding, not I'm in kidding, it. I'm kidding, but I am really excited for the new Tom Hardy movie. The, uh, the craze. The Revenants or the Revenants or... Oh, Revenant. Yeah. Oh, the one with DiCaprio. Yeah. Oh, because you yeah. know that Hardy's in another movie. Yeah, I know. Where he's I, yeah, twice two, over, yeah, yeah. which is a remake of a movie. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, but I'm really excited about the other Revenant. One. Yeah, when is it out? Do you know? I think Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. I think it's going to be killer. I hope it is a very bleak and violent follow-up to Birdman because I can't, I still can't get Birdman. It's funny because Anya was has been obsessed with Tom Hardy for so long. Yeah. Never got it. Bronson. And then I watched Lawless, and I was like, <gasps> "Yes." If you want, have you seen? Have you seen? <laughs> manly men. Yes. Fucking oh. manly men. No, he totally. Like is. he is the manliest of men. He doesn't even speak. No. He just grumbles. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing sexier than that. Come on. Did you see Mad Max? Yes. Beard. What do you think? Fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I we watched that. it on our honeymoon, like on the plane, and I was just like. It's insane. Yeah. It is insane. So good. But it's a fucking brilliant movie. Yeah. It's really brilliant. Yeah. I well, love so, that there was no dialogue. Yeah. Well, that's you're like, I just want to look at Tom Hardy. And all you get is the uh, action scenes with Tom Hardy. Not totally. a lot of dialogue. Probably one page. Not gonna of argue with that. Never. <laughs> but no, so have you seen Bronson? No. Okay. So there's one reason I mentioned this and because it's always admirable to me as a man. Or a child, whatever I happen to be. That, a man child. <laughs> a man child. No, I'm not. You don't a, have I'm a man, man butt. But then when a guy will do go out on a limb and do full frontal. So not only is Tom Hardy fully naked in Bronson, he fights dudes naked. Add to Q. Add to Q. It's on Netflix. <laughs> so just just for your reference, you should check it out. And it's a great movie as well. Yeah. Really, really like showing his acting chops and that before he became kind of a bigger name. So cool. And he has a mustache. I don't know if that's good or not. Yeah, sure. Why yeah, not? it's pretty. No, good. Bob's uh, Tom Hardy in Lawless impersonation is. <laughs> is it good? I have to. I, he's got to stop because right after we watched it, he just wouldn't stop doing it. I was like, Bob, like you're driving me nuts. <laughs> there were no Let's words. Let's get married, Bob. This is amazing. I mean, it was after. It, yeah, okay. it, no, no, Bob. Bob and I try and out annoy each other. Uh-huh. He always wins. Does he? <laughs> yeah, but his lot like it, it was it was spot good? on. It was so good, so good, and hysterical. Man, you got to be so up. torn. He's 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 the man you love imitating the man you love. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take Bob over Tom Hardy. Yeah, any day. well, Bob is. It was certainly more. At the end of the day, Bob is not an actor. Oh, which is a horrible fucking thing. Actor actors in general, yes. So, how was your experience <laughs> dating in LA? Was it mostly actors? No. No. Fuck. They're no. terrible, right? Yeah. No, I worked with actors. I didn't date them. Ugh. Terrible, right? What? It, any? <laughs> what was? What was it? All drummers. The, was it all drummers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just overcompensating. Like, hey guys, hey guys, I'm here. Listen to me. It wasn't even on purpose. I would be out on a date with a guy that I like just met. I'm like, you're cool. You're nice. You're like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm a drummer. I'm like, oh, God, God, fuck again? It. Really? Yeah. I just, so I guess corrupt. I had a type. And they all looked completely different. Like, you would never know that I had a type. I yeah. Just somehow but somehow wrote. mentally there was a type there. Yeah. How, how is the LA? Band. Like, 
trying to date and have a normal life in LA. It seems to me like it doesn't work that way. You know, it's worked out really well for a lot of my friends. Yeah. And they've been happy. When I was in LA, I wasn't really looking for anything. I mm-hmm. didn't want to have a boyfriend or settle down or anything right. like that. So I just had a good time with it. So cool. Very career focused at that point. Yeah. What was the fashion element then, like when you were out there? Cause you I was actually you... married when I was working in fashion. Oh, really? Yeah. The three years you said? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I started working. I shifted when I was 25 into fashion, but I worked from 19 until then in production mm. and kind of climbed the ladder, climbed the ladder pretty quickly. It was weird being younger than my interns. <laughs> um, but it seemed like you had some sense of ambition and career and oh, yeah. all that out there. Did you get what you wanted out of I'm, that? I'm party very for... ambitious no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> like, just set me going, you know. But was it, was it so? Where, when was the change of heart to kind of come into the co- cocktail world? Well, I had moved back here. I didn't really know what I was doing. My when, when did you move back, by the way? Because you said over you... three years ago, a little over three years oh, ago. Oh, really? So you were yeah. gone for like almost ten years. Yeah. 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 That's a long time. Yeah. A lot of things changed. Though. Yeah, absolutely. I was in LA eight and then I was in Marfa for a year and a half. Oh, so cool. it was good, solid 10 years. Yeah. That's a things really, really changed yeah. in that time. Which is why I was able to move back because I didn't want to live in Austin and have it feel the same way it did before. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, it's kind of more like LA. I'll move back. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so different. I love LA. Yeah. I, it gets a lot of shit. It does. I get mean, a lot don't of shit. don't tell anyone, but LA is kind of awesome. Is it awesome, really? Yeah, it's a giant fucking city. Yeah. If you can't find something there that you like, then you're not looking hard enough. You're not doing it right. Yeah. No, it's a good point. You're just kind of being negative. Is it clickish in LA? Like, if you don't have a crew, no, you can kind of find whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I did. Yeah. I, you know. Yeah, I always had a great time in L.A. I loved it. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that, actually. <laughs> so I like it's a bad rap. <laughs> Not only for me, but for people. It was for great food. It was a beautiful city. Um, I got to go to the beach, which was 20 minutes away. I could go to snow, which yeah. was 45 to an hour away. Go to the desert. It was great. Every every kind of yeah. terrain. I yeah. got I got to enjoy a lot of outdoor shit, which people don't think of in LA. They do but, not think about yeah. it. Yeah. But the beaches, that's totally ubiquitous. And oh, a lot yeah. of people don't realize like how beautiful. I was laid that. off and had severance and just laid on beach for three months. Wow. And you have really light as we both do, have very light skin. Like, <laughs> yeah. how did that work out? That was fine. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So what was the was your the personal kind of style? Uh, job that you're first when you're back in Austin or were you doing? Yeah, when I first moved back, I did that and I worked for my aunt and uncle doing sort of bookkeeping things yeah. for their company. And then I met Bob. I, you know, I, I was divorced. <laughs> right. And so were you divorced when you moved back? Yeah. Was it, was that part of the reason that you came back to kind of like get away? From I actually it? stayed in Marfa a year after my divorce. Oh, okay. And, was seeing someone in Marfa. Not serious, but we just... Right. As you do when you yeah. get divorced. And live in the fucking middle of nowhere. And exactly. nothing better to do. And so I moved back and I was like, oh, wow, I'm single for the first time in fucking forever. Yay! Weird, because I was always single and then wasn't. Not, yeah. 
and I met Bob pretty soon after, and he was bartending, and my friend who I mentioned earlier, Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, the bartender from LA, LA yeah, lived yeah. here. Oh, that's we- how I met Bob. Oh, so he you met him in LA though. Met him in LA. He he's from me. Texas. His wife is from Texas. Oh, cool. And they moved back. And I joked that I moved to Austin because my bartender was here. Well, you got to get good service. <laughs> <laughs> but like I get it now too. Like regulars who are like, when are you working? <laughs> I get it because that's how I felt with Kelly. Yeah. You know, and it, it's not necessarily a good mindset to be in because. If you're going to a good bar, mm-hmm. anyone who works there Should is be going great. to be as great as anyone right. else who's there. And I really, so many things I realize now that I didn't then, mm-hmm. you know, Kelly is not the only one who knows how to make that dirty kettle one martini <laughs> that I liked when I was 21 years old. But um, is he still here? Yeah. Cool. Is he so, working someplace in town? Will be. Can't talk about it. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> no, he moved away. Oh. He moved back to L.A. And ran Sonny's Hideaway, and I went out there and staged and hung out with them. Cool. And then he just moved back, oh. actually, right after our wedding. Oh, no kidding! For he, a new on his road project? on his road trip, he came through for our wedding and now lives here. No kidding! Yeah, did you, not too far. Did from you here, coax actually. him into living in, in the Austin? I really no, no, not at all. I think you know, I get it. When I left Marfa, I thought about going back to LA, mm-hmm. and I think. I, I went back out there and I visited for a while and it was really hard to leave. I think you're weighing your opportunities. Right. Because you're career driven, which is, you got it. That's always in the back of your head. Right. right. And uh, him too. And I was really bummed when they left. Yeah. Because I was like, I moved to Austin for you. Jokingly, of course. Yeah, I, right, that right. wasn't the case, but um, I'm really happy that they just moved back. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. And so is it that he, and you don't have to get into details, but is it that he's working on a new super secret project? No, no, no. I just, I don't know that he's signed on to anything officially got yet. It, I have it, an it, idea it, of it. what he's going to be doing, but I'm not going to publicly. Uh, is it going to be It's good? not my place to say anything. Yeah, it's going to be good though. Yeah, of course. Good, good, good. No, Kelly's the shit. He was, um, when he first moved back from LA after leaving Edendale, he went to uh, Eastside Showroom. Oh, and you're just having you just like a there's a hub of your social network at Eastside Shore. That's where it all started. Yeah. Wait, when was this? Just a couple. You said a three year about three years, years ago. ago. And I went in after a trust show. No shit. Because Kelly's obsessed with trust. Did you show him or he show you? Neither. We just both love trust. That's so coincidental. <laughs> yeah. we That's have sim- well, we have similar musical tastes. Yeah. And he used to make me mix. C- well, he made mix CDs. Mm-hmm. Like every if it was month but he would make mixed cds at edendale and he would always give one to me oh nice it wasn't personal like he would just make them right and that but that deepened like that's why you love this person as a bartender you're well, yeah. like and now you're giving me music and you love music I and like you're music. making all this weird music and i love listening to your weird music yeah and yeah like that's actually why edendale became my nightly place is because of the music he played. No kidding. Well, that's uh, that's not so far fetched. I mean, yeah, that's one of the reasons you go that that it cements a place as being amazing. Well, that's why the guy took me there on our date. Because the music's so good. Yeah, he no worked kidding. at Amoeba, and he was oh, a musician, really? and he was like, "There's this one fucking bartender there who just plays the best fucking shit." That's amazing. So I'm gonna take you there. Yeah. And 
it was Kelly. No kidding. Yeah. So it's fateful in a sense. It's just really weird yeah, how it, it all worked it out. Totally yeah. Is. Yeah. So um. So you guys all end up at Eastside Showroom hanging out. Bob's there as well, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that wasn't even it. But like, I I was at the trust show and I hadn't been drinking mm-hmm. at the show. But I was like high from the show because it was just the best fucking show. Yeah. I was divorced. And I was like Life single and dancing and happy and. And I bought Kelly a T-shirt, mm. and I went to showroom to give it to him because he had to work, and asked me to get him a shirt. Yeah, so I yeah. Got it for him. Went to showroom, and I was with my friend, and she was like staring at Bob and his tattoos, and she was like, "What are those <laughs> tattoos?" You know, she wasn't into him. She's gay, right? But <laughs> she was but she like, liked the tattoos. Yeah, and she was like very outspoken. You know, what are those? I don't know. His arms are hot. I'm not going <laughs> to look. But that was it. That was the that was breadth it. of you the interaction. Yeah. And like Kelly, you know, gave us some drinks. I was drunk. We hung out for a little bit. And then that was that was it. Yeah. And uh, left. And then another one of those weird bartender becoming friends with your regular mm-hmm. things. Yeah. He invited me to his Thanksgiving party. Really? And Family I was like, and all, right? Well, no, it was it was Bar- his friends, but gotcha. they were all bartenders and I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, oh, this is weird. And I called my mom. I was like, I'm going to miss Thanksgiving this year because Kelly invited me to a party and I've known him for like fucking eight years. Like, I'm going to go. Yeah, it's amazing. And I was like, that's cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Felt super out of place, but I went. No, but it's nice. Like, you're included. Yeah. It's got to be a good feeling. Yeah. And uh, so I blew up Thanksgiving with my family. <laughs> and went to yeah, Kelly's. No big deal. It's an LA thing. Went to Kelly's and I didn't really think much of it. And like met this guy and we were talking and he like showed me how to make a Negroni. Ooh. <laughs> so funny, you know, yeah. looking back at it, of course. Uh, and I just thought I was talking to him and having a good time. Mm. And then everyone was like, hey, so you've been talking to Bob for like four hours. What's oh, going man. on? And I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't notice. Wait, Bob knows, knows how to make a Negroni? <laughs> Holy shit. Well, Bob was stashing. He was still working at Thunderbird Coffee. No kidding. The one on Burnett? Manor. Manor. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And uh, he was just stodging with Kelly and like making punch with him till the wee hours in the morning. And uh, I we hit it off. Yeah. But didn't exchange numbers or anything. I no just left. No kidding. Yeah. I was like. You just, you left. Yeah. What if you never talked to him again? I knew I would. Oh. There you go. Yeah. And That's then, a brilliant feeling, isn't it? Yeah. It was. It was cool. <laughs> it doesn't then, even matter if I get your number. I'll see, I'll see you, sir. I'll see you. Kelly texted me four or five days later, very formally. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was wondering, uh, <laughs> Bob King has asked if he could get your phone number. Um, the Honorable Bob King has asked if you. I just wanted to run it by you to make, make sure. I was like dancing around my living, like kitchen, like fuck yes. And then the Bob King, yeah, tell him it's all right. It's fine. And uh, that was it. It's a killer. Really, like so he fun. called me whenever you know the next couple of days. Yeah. First date was December first, and I remember Kelly was telling Bob that because Kelly knows about me. And sure. She's yeah. Like. Like, you got to be nice to her. Yeah. He was, like, super protective of me. And mm-hmm. he was like, you have to take her on a nice date. Like, you got to take her here. 
got to do this. You can't just fucking take her for a beer at the Grackle. Right. Like, you got to fucking right. take her places. Yeah. You got to make reservations. You put effort into this, Bob. And he did. That's so great. And we had like a 12-hour first date, and we've been together every waking moment since pretty much. Yeah. And, and tomorrow's December fucking... 1st. Yeah. It's so our it's our three-year anniversary. Year anniversary. Right? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's wonderful timing. I had no idea. <laughs> Believe me, I don't bet and say, hey, when's your anniversary? I want to try to make sure I schedule Well, something. you know, we're married now, so we have a yeah. new anniversary. I know, but... but still, like, you'll never forget that that first date. You nah. Know? It's it's funny because it all, like, all traces back to Kelly. That's so cool. And then Sometimes... Bob was bartending and, like, seemed like the right move for me. So yeah. I started staging at showroom after Kelly left. Mm-hmm. What, what what about making cocktails like appealed to you? Um, well, that I mean, that's why I got along with Kelly and Bob, too, is because when I was in Marfa and bored and mm-hmm. even when I was in L.A., it sucked because I couldn't make cocktails when I was in L.A. because mm-hmm. my husband was a terrible alcoholic. Can enable. That would be bad. But I was really I've always been interested in it mm-hmm. because of Kelly. Like he would come into Edendale, which wasn't a craft cocktail bar and be like, oh, my God, I just made this amazing you know syrup and this tincture and like i'm just gonna play around with this drink i'm gonna yeah. make it for you and be like holy fuck it's like the best fucking thing i've ever had right, so right. kelly really opened my eyes to something that i had never considered before and then when i was in marfa um i was bored and as, as you do <laughs> when you're in marfa and i made friends with this fellow who used to write for gourmet magazine mm-hmm. in the drink section and we really hit it off in, you know, talking about cocktails. And so I started really diving into it and learning a lot more about it. And so I was always a cocktail enthusiast. Right. And hobbyist. Right. Yeah. Like, sure. I don't yeah, yeah. enjoy this. Yeah. You know, and between him and Kelly and what Kelly would teach me and, you know, show me these bottles. And, you know, Kelly's an amazing bottle hunter. And oh, nice. Just be like, I'm going to taste this and try this. And I'd be like, oh, my God. <sighs> this is so great. <laughs> Um, so I just, my eyes were really open to that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And the idea of going back to another desk job was not super appealing. Yeah. It just, you know, there had to be something show me else. the money on the paper and I'm like, yeah, but do I want to sit in a cube to earn it? You know? So uh, I turned it down and started staging at showroom doing bar prep shifts. Very cool. And working for nothing and working at a pizza place. And yeah. Which pizza working place? like six different jobs Man. just to make it work. Yeah. But that's what you do. I mean, you. I think you understand the utility of, of just having to make things work. Yeah. Right. You, you, sometimes you just have to sc- scrape Sometimes up. you have to work six jobs. Yeah. And you're like, I don't, I'm working like three jobs today. I don't know. Fine. Whatever. Fine. Let's fine. do it. We're going to Yeah. Do because it. ultimately it's going to be fine. Yeah. Everything's always ultimately going to be fine. It will. If you believe that. If you don't believe that, it won't. You know, even you ever notice that? Like people, well. But even if you don't, it well, will be fine. To, but so. There you, are moments where you think it's not going to be fine, but right. it will be fine. No, I agree with you. I look at it that way. Like things seem really fucked up right now. Not that they do, but they, that you could, you, those moments in life are like, man, everything's fucked up. God damn, it's just going to be shitty. I'm gonna, nothing's going to work out. In those kinds of attitudes, right? Like, no matter how you and I view it as, no, it works out all right. Everything's fine. That person just kind of, they they cannot get out of the pessimism 
yeah. that they view the world with. I'm a very optimistic person. That's a great thing. <laughs> yeah. Not nothing to be apologetic well, because, about because it I helps mean, you I've, succeed. I've been to the fucking dregs of hell as far as life goes. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, not as bad as some people have had it. Sure. But I've certainly had, had like very, very dark moments. Yeah. And I don't know what got me through it. Just thinking maybe at some point it would be better. Yeah. And my life has never been better than it is now. Yeah. But sometimes, some, I <laughs> like, also, sometimes it's I great. feel like it's like <laughs> it you It seems like I made that. some odd choices, but. Well, if it led you here, then it was all worth it, like you said. Never been happier. Yeah. It's amazing. I got three days off a week. That's pretty good. I'm kind of yeah. envious right now. Yeah. Like. I'm a lot envious, actually. Yeah, but I want you to leave, Becca. <laughs> so let's, you know, let's take a brief detour to discuss the bottle that you picked. You know, there's stuff down there on the rack. There's lots of different mezcals. Need some more of it, yeah. Feel free. Drink as much as you want. It. It's spicier than it was last year. Yeah, it's, it's a not... little bit more aggressive. Yeah, it is. Last yeah. year's birthday bur- bourbon was a lot sweeter, yeah. more caramelly. Um, this has a rye punch it more does. than it does. Year. I like it more because it's got more character to it. Yeah. To, to me, like a little bit more. But what I liked about last year's was that I generally gravitate toward those really spicy, kick in the face whiskeys. Yeah. Stag Jr. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Dude. Like, I drink that all day. It's so fucking good. Yeah. It's good. Um, but so we, it's been but you, higher ABV than stag. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I mean, that's like, a, oh, cool. that's 60, 68%, you know? you know, like 65 and up. I mean, that's pretty tough. Yeah, and I, I mean, I love stag, but stag junior has just been you. nailing it for me. Yeah. And why I liked last year's Old Foresters because it was such a deviation for me. Yeah. It's like this sweet, like, so easy to go down, just mm-hmm. like, mm, yeah, this cozy little bourbon. Right. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. But 2015 um, birthday bourbon, the, I think it's the It's a beast. Proof, I like it. <laughs> it's bottle, is this bottled in bond? I don't, I don't know if they put it on there, but I think it's 100 proof. You mind taking a look at this? Is it? I, I can't remember what the proof is on this. Over. I think it's 50. Mm-hmm. God, I'm sure the bourbon yeah, it is, is 50, right? It's yeah. not bottled in bond, but it is 100 proof. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's clean. I mean, we... Yeah. I don't know something about it. I really tried to get this bottle. I kept bugging my my dealer, as I refer to him, my <laughs> dealer. Um, he's the one that that hooks me up with stuff and calls me. He's like, "Hey, which pappies do you want?" I'm like, "Well, none this year." Yeah. But thanks, man. Like, yeah. it's just nice to add that, like that kind of. But yeah. he, he secured this bottle for me. I bugged him like no end, and I really love it. Like now that it's had some time to breathe, it's really really nice. What are you, you, what you are you a Scotch it? fan? I appreciate scotch but i don't enjoy it the way i enjoy bourbon so generally every year the bottle that bob and i get Mm -hmm. um not necessarily one that sells out yeah which is awesome that's great we just love it it's so good but the lefroy carriages yeah and um this year it fucking sold out and i was like it did i was like it'll be fine i'll just go pick it up next week and they're like we're out oh Oh, crap i'm trying to surprise bob yeah um but this year's so what they do is every year they age it or every release mm-hmm. they age it in a different kind of cast. Mm-hmm. And um, oh. last year I believe was port, and the year prior was sherry. And they've just 
They're so good. Mm-hmm. I love the smoky Lafroy like scotch. Um, it is the quintessential peaty scotch. But you guys are into it. And then when you're when you're aging it, and that it just like takes on these beautiful, beautiful notes. And so this year's was actually uh, like an anniversary year. So they were trying to recreate basically what the scotch was when it was first produced. Oh wow! And like, oh, this one's cool. We yeah. Is it an expensive bottle? <laughs> No. No. How much no. is it? Like, what, 50, 80, something like that? Uh, it depends on where you're getting it. And because it is allocated, mm-hmm. and, you know, it, de- it depends. So it can, like, 55 to 75. That's not too bad. No, it's not bad at all. I mean, any of the um, bourbons that are, how old You know, is in the that? past few years, we usually have bought a couple of bottles, and yeah. they've been around the $60 range. Yeah, that's not too bad. Um, stock up. I loved last year. <laughs> Man, what kind of cask was it last year? Last year was the port. Okay, port cask. Yeah. Interesting. I think. Probably. I told you about my memory. Uh, <laughs> like I can now tell everybody's you the color. Buy that I can, t- I can too, tell so. you the color. You know. Yeah. You know, it was like first year we started buying it was it was purple, which seems like port, so maybe that was port. But yeah. I think it was inverted. Uh, it was sherry, and then last year was gold, and this year it's green. So yeah. that one, yeah, the, the colors. It's it's weird. How the it's taste nice having that. the diff, like you know, with other bottles. You're like, okay, yeah, I know because of the proof. Yes, and this proof is one point, you know, point one percent higher. Than, right, right. Than last year, but I like having the colors. The color is a really nice color because my memory is so poor. Yeah. You, but you can. You said you had a photogenic. Yeah, yeah. Photo, so when I see yeah. the colors, I'm like, oh, this you is. You totally get it. That's this year's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get it. That's <laughs> good. Imagine yeah. that helps when you're developing fashion too, uh, yeah. creating things and, and putting it together, understanding yeah. the colors in that way. Yeah. So how has it been a drink wall? That's kind of where I met you. Um, mm-hmm. We, uh, you know, in full disclosure, we don't know each other that well, but the, you always seem like you thought about things differently. You know, when you're making drinks and you had good rapport with customers and stuff. So it was always good. And I'm like, man, she's pretty smart. I wonder how she <laughs> likes it, being in what is sometimes a maelstrom of emotion and drama at Tranquil, even though I love Michael. No and way. Jeff. There's no. None? No. Oh, good. Good. No, that's why I love working there. It's so chill. No shit. <laughs> it's a great job. Why, are this, why is this? I've this been is totally there, contrary. I have been there over yeah, two years now. Something I mean, like I'm a pretty loyal person. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't like moving around a lot. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I guess I could say I'm new to the service industry, but I'm not. I've always worked in the service industry. Even right. when I was working in production, I was like working in pizza places. Yeah. And, so it was in my in... off time. Um, yeah, I just, I love being there. It How do you feel like about <laughs> You guys, there's something. Can, I can't really articulate why the vibe of that place is so great and why it's a destination for me or for when anybody comes into town. Like I told Justice, I said, there's only one place that I have to make sure that I take somebody. And it's something about the vibe at Drinkwall that is not only inviting, but it is fun. Why? Why do you think that is? Assuming that I that I'm in, in any way correct about the no vibe no, no you are but I think the vibe can be off because we are such a small small bar yeah and our staff is tiny yeah we do not have 
a big staff. If no, one person leaves town, we're all working every day. Right. Um, which is good and bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and when someone leaves, you're like, cool, more money. Yay. Yeah. Um, but I think it's because we all work really well together and we're happy where we are. Yeah. Like we. Taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. We, it, you know, everyone's going to bitch and complain about something. Yeah, of course. Um, but for the most part, when we're all together and mom and dad aren't around, <laughs> we're like. It's a good time. We're like, yeah, shit's good. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. we. Are you. We're content. Having any input like in the backbeat stuff? No. No. They're kind of, it seems like it's totally separate for, for them. Like yeah. Conceptually. As far as I know, yeah. I. They haven't talked about it very much. I They've given us updates. Right. And I know that, you know, they've been a little more involved with the kitchen, what the kitchen situation is going to be, because mm-hmm. currently our kitchen at Drinkwell is fucking killing it. Yeah, They're just great. amazing. Such good stuff and coming out. That burger is still one of the best I've had. It keeps getting it. better. Yeah. Our food keeps getting better. Our chef is amazing. And some of the people that he has hired recently are just like, they're my friends. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> you know? And it, it, yeah, a lot of places have that like front and, front and back of house, like, right. There's a you kind of shit. Disparity. Yeah. Yeah. And Drinkwell's too small of a place to be like that. So Either when that, fucking, when that like, hits, get along. when it comes up, which it does all the time, yeah. you'll get that one person where like, nah, we don't run like that. That's so cool. Hit the bricks. So <laughs> like, if, 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 in fact, the drink while crew is out in a night and someone starts some shit, like, the crew's got the back. They're going to... Oh, yeah. They're gonna... I mean, one of our... One of the guys in the kitchen, he's so incredibly talented and just... Oh, God, I love him. And he plays in fucking killer band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And his, his band girl, plays... Does his girlfriend play in the band, too? No, no, no. no, no this is him, someone else. Okay. Him and his friend, Brant. Uh, who I actually worked with at Showroom. No kidding. Yeah. And it's just the two of them, and their band's fucking killer. And they played on a Sunday night, and so everyone who wasn't working or getting off early was, like, rushing over there and sending oh, man. the people who were working, like, updates. Like, okay, <laughs> you so they haven't, know gone how on, this is. they haven't gone on yet, so, like, just hurry up, you know? So Live we all went there and, it. like, support him, and it was fantastic. That's so cool. Yeah, it's fucking great. So it's a, it is absolutely a family. Yeah. I, it's really, and I when it's it, not, it's disruptive. And you can feel it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When you get one person, just one yeah. person. I know like, of a one person that might have done that. Yeah. yeah son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, I, there's one person currently, and it's like, it's not the worst that we've ever had happen yeah. there. But when you're such a small staff, just that one person. Oh, it, it disrupts. Sort of tip it. Yeah. And everyone's quiet cagey you know yeah it's so strange yeah yeah. it's it because it is so small and it is like any small change in the climate is really detectable i think it is for customers as well absolutely and it's it's hard to you know you want to be yourself and you want to do the best that you can at your job but also you know there are those moments where you're like "Ah." (laughs) i know people can tell What's going on? How does that? That's got to be the worst. It's, it's like really trying weird. to hide it's that you're really, mad. It's really, really weird about something, you know. It's really weird. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> I imagine. You know, because you're not an actor, so that probably doesn't come natural to like hide the feelings that you've got. I've become a much better actor since becoming a bartender. Yeah, and that's why there's a walk-in. Yeah, 
So you go in there and you scream. You vent. You get it out. And soundproof it out. to walk in. You know, I think it's interesting too that I it's nice to see so all this stuff kind of unfolds, right? So you've got this production experience in TV, you're doing fashion, obviously a deep interest in music, mixology, all this kind of shit. Don't and say so, the M word. Uh, cocktology. <laughs> I'm just gonna use that. I'm gonna use that one. I yeah, like I, I fucking love cocktology. Way to go, Justin Elliott. <laughs> I love that. That's my favorite <laughs> fucking one. Um, I, I yeah, I don't know. Which one to say? And maybe that is a larger discussion for a panel of people to determine. A panel of doctors, perhaps, to determine the best nomenclature to use. But it seems like everything... We'll be annoyed with it in three weeks anyway. Yeah. Oh, we're all... <laughs> we're just... We, we can't... We're insufferable. We, just, we can't deal with like, like any of it. Mixology's good, then cocktology, then bartender. You know, it just shifts back and forth. We're just fucking bartenders. If you're a mixologist, yeah. you're kind of a dick. Just like the ABC we're show. Just, we're just... Tenders. We're all just people, though. Let's go. Let's go meta for a second. Okay, <laughs> but you are now combining what you've learned about the utility and the necessary tools from making drinks, and combining that with your skills with fashion and sewing and, and design and all of that into Waxed Black. Is that the yeah. right? Yeah, my apron company. Yeah, the yeah. apron company. How did? How long has that been going on? Over a year now. Yeah. Yeah. How's it going? It's great. I just, I really just did it because I didn't like the aprons that were out there. <laughs> honestly. Out like, necessity, right? Yeah. 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 And the price points were shitty and everything else. And because of my experience, I was like, I just need like a wax lightweight cotton. Like I developed the fabric with the company that I used to work with in yeah. Los Angeles. And That's it's, so cool. it's totally different than anything out there and at this point i like even from the beginning i didn't care what happened with it you just i just wanted an apron yeah. <laughs> totally selfish like, i just yeah. want a better apron for me damn yeah, it. yeah yeah and i'm comfortable in that i'm like cool i'm pretty Ready. sure that's how like recliners and lazy boys came about <laughs> it's like i want to rock but then i want to roll and sleep like it's out of necessity born out of necessity yeah. so yeah. where where are you selling this stuff now is it just online or yeah, online and just word of mouth talking yeah. to people um, because we have a really strong industry focus. Mm. Um, it's basic. It's supposed to be a replacement for your basic shitty like Libby apron. Right. But you don't have to have it laundered every week. And That's nice. You just hose it down. Hose it down. Run it through the autochlora. That's what we do. That's so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just chill and do just you, runs itself <laughs> do you see like the long term because obviously you're going to be career driven and perhaps you don't know every move as i i don't either like where, where we're gonna end up next but what is it that you what is the ultimate goal for you just to live it and see what happens or do you have like a big long con as i call it i mean ideally i would be able to create an entire line of clothing yeah that is specific for servicey service industry professionals. Right. Like shoes for crews, but in clothes. Yeah. You know, because you know what doesn't doesn't work behind the bar. Yeah. So, so utility, but it, but obviously you're going to be fashion forward with it because yeah. you like the aesthetic, right? Well, yeah. My yeah. aprons are hot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh shit, I gotta get an apron. <laughs> Either I gotta cook more in the kitchen or I gotta get an apron. I I suspect I would just wear the apron by itself. Like nothing else. Just the apron. I bet it'd be comfortable. You Thanks could hose me down. Language. Yeah. Uh no. <laughs> On Thanksgiving, <laughs> Bob was like, image. I need what an apron. Do you have an apron? I was like, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> like, oh. Now I'm like, here's an apron. There you go. Like, Perfect. Yay. <laughs> Is it do you like if that was your legacy, would you be happy with it? Yeah. Yeah. It's not sure. so bad. Yeah. Aprons, drinks. Yeah. It's not like you've lived a unexamined life, as they say. I don't need to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, good? I I really appreciate you taking. I mean, I know that you you had some reticence about like I don't know what we're gonna talk about. Yeah, I was nervous. Uh, yeah, I'm always nervous. I I don't know how to do this. I don't know. <laughs> I I've got a show, quote unquote. Like what the well, fuck is that? It's just it's really weird having the questions turned on on you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, bartender, so many people are egotistical, the though. They're like, yeah, I'm going to talk about myself. No, you know? what I love about being a bartender is I'm like, oh, so tell me about your day. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, do you because to... you don't really want to hear about what I'm doing. Yeah. You don't really want to hear what's going on in well, my life. Well, some people do, you know. No, but, but, but you're, they I, don't. You don't think they so? They don't. No. No. No, when they're coming into the bar, they don't want to hear about what's going on with me. Really? If I were to say that I had had a shitty day, yeah. they don't want to fucking hear that. Oh, cool. Well, can I get a... <laughs> yeah, let me tell you about my shitty day. I'm like, great. It's, Wonderful. That's I, do, I don't really... It always feels awkward when, you, you know... And they sense it. Everyone yeah. senses it. Really? Yeah. You like, know what's funny? It's hmm, like... You seem weird today. <laughs> what's your problem today? I don't want to tell Something you. Something going on with the chef? <laughs> you don't want to hear it. Yeah. And I don't want to tell you. It's way too dramatic, you know? I don't know. I... I I like that, but maybe it's not the right place, though. Like, to, it's to not. Air it, you know, if someone's your friend, you know, mm-hmm. th- like the people who have become my friends from behind the bar. Yeah. Then I'll talk to them about it when we're not behind, when we're not at the bar. When it's a better situation. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I appreciate you taking the time to speak to me in this situation, in this wonderful uh, bedroom converted like Star Wars themed. Totally not terrifying. Room. It's not terrifying. I'm I'm very glad to hear that. So <laughs> thanks for drinking some bourbon with me, Becca. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thanks, Mike. You know, I hadn't really given much thought to trying the Marilyn Manson absinthe mansinth. I mean, even though it appeals to my deepest love of puns, but Becca swears by it, and Becca swears by Marilyn Manson. So what do you think of the conversation? It was good. Lots, lots going on there. You know, you figure we all start out in a particular place. You know, I have this upcoming conversation with, Trey Jenkins, he starts in film. It takes him to bartending. Jason Cosmos, again, starting in art, going to bartending. Becca being in TV, film, fashion, and then shifting into the other creative arts, cocktailogy. Well, it's been a pleasure sharing this conversation. Yet another conversation on the show. I I enjoy saying that more and more each time. So thanks so much, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G., And whether or not you're jamming out to Nine Inch Nails, drenching yourself in absinthe, please keep dancing.